for you who are here at this campus and those joining us at our other campus and online, I just want to start by reading a passage of scripture. It's found in the book of Joshua. It says this, verse one, first chapter. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide. So Joshua was Moses' right-hand man and he was taking over the leadership of Israel. It says this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all of these people Get ready to cross to the, over the Jordan River and into the land that I am about to give you, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the deserts of Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, all of the Hittite country, all of the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one, listen, no one, no one, no one. will be able to stand against you all of your days. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor will I never forsake you. And so he says this, verse six. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to give their ancestors. And he says it, just in case you didn't hear it the first time, he says it again. So be strong, but this time he adds a word. Be very courageous. Anybody? Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws that my, Moses, uh, that my servant Moses gave to you and do not turn from them. Listen, do not turn from them, neither to the right or to the left, and I will give you success in whatever you do. You. Amen. Um, let's just ask God through a humble heart today. Let's just ask God to speak to us in this room. Father in heaven, uh, just over the next few moments, uh, we ask for your courage, uh, your strength, your wisdom, your leadership, your love, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness, your hope, your direction your redemption, your renewal. We ask for all of you, God. We ask for more of you. Help this church, God, to be strong and very courageous. Help this church to stand in the light and to be the light in our world, God. And together, God's children at both of our campuses say amen. Now, I want to do something uh, that I have never, ever done in the life of our church. Not one time. Not that I can remember. Uh, I prepare meticulously every single week. I know you probably can't tell, uh, but I prepare. And um, I come up here ready and uh, feeling very led by, by God's spirit to, to speak a, a message. And I did that um, uh, for, for this week. And... Um, God has been obviously up to something different this week for us, and uh, through, I think, God's spirit, just leading me to just take this in a little bit different direction, so I'm just going to talk to you from my heart today a little bit about the life of our church, and who we are as a people, and what we believe, and, and where we stand, and what we stand for. 
Some of you are aware that um, a couple weeks ago, we offered a workshop on, uh, on the idea of sexual identity for, for young girls. Um, we talked about this a little bit in, in our experiences, where we said this idea that it is obvious that so many, particularly young people, but people in general, they, they struggle uh, with their sexual identity and the direction that they want to go with their life. Uh, we see this more and more, and it has not escaped the church. This is a problem even within the church. And I do say the word problem uh, because God does not want us to live confused. He does not want us to live hurting. He doesn't want us to live desperate. Um, he wants us to be whole and complete. Amen? Would you agree? No matter which way that goes, you would agree that God doesn't want us to live broken. Um, and we declare as a church and me as the pastor, uh, we are a Bible-believing, Jesus-following, traditionally-minded Christian church that wants to engage the world, that wants to be modern in our approach to the world. We, we want to we go beyond our walls. We want to be right in the middle of the culture around us. That's why we do church the way that we do church. We have never been afraid of any issues in culture. We believe that God is in the middle of culture. We believe that God is in the middle of our world. Uh, we believe that God is up to something great in our world and that he cares deeply for people, all people. And we as a church, we want to be part of that. And, and so we started to, we, we, we've seen this, uh, this movement in culture, particularly younger people, uh, where they are just struggling. And our culture is, is cheering that struggle on. For us, for me, I believe it's in the wrong direction. Unashamedly, unashamedly, not rudely, not harshly, but lovingly and unashamedly. We believe that God is the creator of men and women and that God created men to be men and women to be women and to find their completeness in one another, to find their helpmate in one another, to find their wholeness in one another. Not man with my man or woman with woman, but with the opposite. That is God's design. It's always been that way. And for those of us who want to follow the God of the Bible, that's what we believe. It will always be that way. It is not a hate-filled thing. It is not a judgment type of thing. Um, some people want to say like, oh, you will never accept or love people like that. Let me tell you something. Uh, this church believes in loving sinners. Hold on. And I'm the first among a bunch of you sinners. We're in this together. Sin is sin. Your sin, my sin, it may look different, but it is sin that separates us from God. And we unashamedly believe that God has the best design for humanity. God has the best design for my life. And friends, I, I, I think it is very clear in scripture that God wants men and women to be married in a monogamous, loving, lasting thing called marriage. That's what he wants. Um, now I realize for you know, this whole idea of men becoming women and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I realize there are sometimes medical issues. But with that aside, with that aside, 
I think all of this sexual movement, this new sexual revolution, I think all of it comes from brokenness. All of it. And people have told me, believe me, they have told me, <laughs> you think that I'm broken? And I say, yeah, every one of us is. I'm broken and you're broken. And because of my brokenness, I run to certain things. I have sin in my life that takes me away from God. And I believe that your brokenness is helping you to run towards sin that is taking you away from the heart of God. I do not believe it is God's best design for you. I do not believe that God created you for this. Not at all. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't mean that I don't care about you. Uh, as a matter of fact, ironically, even before all this stuff blew up, and boy, did it blow up, um, I have two appointments in the next two weeks with two homosexual friends that I've been friends with for many, many years. It had nothing to do with any of this, which is kind of crazy. And, and here I am, and here we are as a church, being told that we hate, that we don't care about people, that we condemn people. Friends, that is just not true in any way, shape, or form. Amen. And so we put this word out that we were putting on this workshop. And uh, one of the large national um, anti-Christian, uh, pro-gay, lesbian type of groups out there, very large uh, on the internet, uh, picked up this as a cause and has uh, literally developed a targeted campaign against us. And in the last uh, 24, 35 hours, 40 hours, something like that, we have literally gotten thousands of messages, uh, phone calls, emails, um, they have uh, hijacked our social media everywhere, and it is relentless. It is threatening. Um, it is harsh. It is vulgar. Uh, it is uh, profane. Uh, just as I was walking up on stage, we got one that says, uh, uh, we're, you're lucky we haven't burned down your church yet, but the night is still young. It's very harsh. And... Uh, but what did God tell Moses' follower, Joshua? What did God tell Joshua? Come on. Be strong and courageous. Be very courageous. Trust in him. Always loving, but trust in him. Follow him completely. And so um, we have tried at first, I tried at first to... Uh, I spent a good chunk of my vacation, uh, my wife said way too much of my vacation, uh, trying to personally answer as many people as I could, but then it went national, and literally from all corners of the world, uh, we have gotten unbelievable hate mail. And uh, matter of fact, just a moment before I walked out on stage, I just was notified that there is an official protest uh, against our church on Wednesday as we move toward next step sessions, this coming Wednesday, at our Riverview campus. Uh, and my hope is, is that all of those who stand with Metro, um, loving our community, caring about our community, I pray that you will come and that you'll be strong and courageous and that you will be here at the Riverview campus with us, okay? And I, and I wanna tell you the heart behind this and then we're gonna talk about something different. Um, the heart 
of wanting to do a workshop like this is because we care about people. It's because we, we do believe that God's direction is best. And we do believe that the struggle for sexual identity is rooted in brokenness. It is. So is my sin and so is your sin. We just talked about that. But I do believe it's rooted in brokenness. And it's staggering to me that I have been told literally dozens and dozens and dozens of times over the last 24 hours that parents, listen to me parents, that parents have no right to intervene with the development of their 12-year-old children. I think that's crazy. I think it's not only a right, I think it is a duty. I think it is a responsibility. And I want you to know that um, never once was the idea that we would force children into this. We developed an intake process where we would want the child and the parent to buy into it. Uh, the parents would be welcome to come. As a matter of fact, we at least had one mandatory meeting where they would come uh, to be with us. Um, but the doors obviously open that they could come to all the sessions. We want and believe that parents should be involved with their children. I don't know how you feel about that, but we feel that is very important. And so, through all of this, um, you know, we, me, you, our church, uh, we have been called everything in the book. Matter of fact, I learned all kinds of bad words through this. <laughs> uh, things I didn't even know were bad are fairly bad. And, uh, and uh, uh, I, I've been told what kind of church we are. I, I've been told what kind of people we are. And um, I look at this and I read this. And I say, they don't know us at all. I say they don't know the heartbeat of this place at all. They don't know who we are and what we stand for. And so uh, I was thinking about this a little bit, and uh, ooh, the messages keep coming. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I, I gave a message here at Metro uh, a little while ago, maybe uh, I think somewhere around the end of 2017, or 2015, excuse me, and it was a vision type of message about who we are and what kind of people God wants us to be, what kind of church we're gonna work at becoming. I don't know that we're there yet. I don't know that we'll ever be there. Um, but I thought I would just read a little bit from that message that was spoken on this stage a couple years ago uh, because I don't think anything has changed. Not, not one bit. Not one little bit has changed. This is who we are. This is who I want to be. And this is who we're gonna continue to work toward becoming. Uh, I wrote this a couple years ago. Um, I said, do you know what kind of church we want to be? Do you know what kind of church I want us to be? I want us to be a next step church. Yep, next steps. Uh, you know I want to be the kind of church that people, no matter what kind of people, can take their next steps toward God and with God. And you know what I mean by all people, don't you? I mean all people. I mean every kind of people. I mean religious people and non-religious people. I mean real good at sinning type of people and those who among us seem to be able to live like saints. Those are the type of people that I mean. And everything in between, I'm talking about white people, black people, Latino people, Chinese people, and whatever other kind of people you can think of. I'm talking about married people, unmarried people, young people, old people, straight people, gay people, and people who haven't figured out what the heck they are yet. That's who I believe that God wants us to reach. 
I'll tell you what kind of church I want us to become. I want us to become a kind of church where people, all people can take their next steps toward God and with God. And I'm talking about people who eat granola and run 10 miles a day and walk around with purified water and those who eat anything and drink anything and smoke anything, if you know what I mean. And everything in between. Listen to me, friends. I wrote, I want to be the kind of church where people who have been running all of their lives toward God, toward him, can figure out their next steps in this journey. And at the very same time, those who have spent their lifetime running away from God, who have no care for God, the irreligious, the unchurched, those who have hatred toward God, religion, and religious people, that they could come in here and find out that they are loved and cared about, and that they can belong even before they believe, that they are welcomed here, that they can become who we are. And friends, my vision hasn't changed, and I don't think this church has changed, and my hope is that you haven't changed. We want to be this kind of church. And friends, sometimes people come into a place like this, and, and, and I've known, I've literally had hundreds of talks with, with you guys, and we play these videos that our people make all the time. They're called I Am Metro videos, and, and it talks about people's spiritual journey. And I'm telling you, over and over and over, we hear stories where, where people who have come into this place, their hearts are shut up to God, and, 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 and they're just kind of dragged in here, or for some reason, they just found themselves here, but something cracked inside of them. And, and for some people, it was like a, a, like a, a little tiny step, like they're in the back the room and they're like like our guys who help out here I got this one guy his name is Bill Chubb and uh, he is a dear friend of mine and if you know Bill Chubb you need to say something like really good about him right now okay uh, but I remember many years ago when we were at Flat Rock <laughs> uh, Bill came because his son came and he just wanted a relationship with his son he could care less about God and I remember looking, he'd come in the back wall, he'd stand right in the back and he'd do this. He came in that little back door, take one step over. And he just sat there. I'm like, what is wrong with that guy? What is wrong with him? Week after week. And then a few weeks later, he'd come in, he'd sit in the back chair and he'd finally sit down. We'd all be worshiping and singing and he'd be like. And then he'd move up a little bit further. And then one day I see him singing some words. One day I see him like this. And his heart becomes open to God. And then I ask him, I say, Bill, why don't you get involved? Ah, I can't do nothing. I'm not a church guy. I said, Bill, well, maybe you could just help me move wires around on stage. You could figure that out. You're not that dumb, are you? Right? Because I can help. And now Bill leads our entire stage crew, entire team. He keeps me organized and keeps this place running up here. He really does. And, and friends, let me tell you, there are some people who come in and it's just, it's like they walk in here and there's some people who like feel this immediate moment of freedom. And it's like a huge step for them. And they're like, wow, this is what I believe in my heart. I just never had a church that put words to this, that never put, uh, put, put language to this, and I never experienced God. But when I come in here, I did. And so they take these big step forward, and they just, they just come alive. And then there's other people, a little bit more like Mr. Bill, where it is like one baby step at a time. Remember that? Baby steps, baby steps. What's that? What about Bob? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so he, you know, the, but I don't really care. 
If it's quick steps or little steps, this is the kind of church I want to be. Where no matter your, your, your hang up, no matter your struggle, no matter your past, no matter your attitudes, no matter who you are. Listen, I grew up in the church where it was like there was only 50 people because that's only, you could only find 50 perfect people in the world. That's all we let in the door. If you notice, our church is much bigger because we've lowered the standard. But it is because we believe that God is the hope of the world through his son named Jesus. That is what we believe. And that is the kind of church we are. And when people say that, oh, we're hateful and we're bigoted and we're homophobic, that is just a lie. We believe a truth. But we wrap it up in love. Let me tell you something. Um, we did a little series many, a couple years ago, I think it was. It was called, uh, This is How We Do It. This is How We Do It. And it was this idea of what kind of church we are. And we talked about values as a church. There are certain things that you can kind of count on about Metro. Like there's certain things that we really do believe. You know, we talk about the idea that we want to be a risk-taking church. That's why we do crazy things, you know, and big things and print up signs that say weird things and give stuff to policemen randomly. That's why we do that, because we, we believe that risk is worth it. That it'll, we might fail at some things, but that God will meet us in the risk. When we step out, he steps in. Come on. When we step out, he steps in. And, and, and we, believe, we believe in reaching as a church, right? That when we risk much, we reach more, right? That's what we believe. We believe in excellence as a church. Um, honestly, look at, look at like just the music. We expect our people to play on key right? We, we just do, you know? Uh, we want it to be good because why? Because why? Because we want to show? No, because listen, we believe excellence honors God and inspires people. That's what we believe. But the two core beliefs that are at the very top of our list, the very top, we have nine of them, but the two at the very, very top, the first one is love, or excuse me, the first one is truth, that we cannot stand up here and make it up as we go. We cannot shift with culture. We, we, we are rooted, listen to me, we are rooted in God's word. We're rooted here and we're not gonna move at, at all. Somebody just text, somebody should tell the church that uh, and notify them that there is a threat of fire in their church. This is crazy to me. This is crazy. But we are rooted in love or truth, that the truth will not change. We believe that Jesus is the truth. We believe that Jesus' words are truth to us. We believe in everything that the scripture teaches us as best that we can understand it. We want to follow it. We want to move at it. We want to move toward it. We want to follow Christ the very best that we can, unashamedly, unashamedly. But truth, when I was growing up, used to be like wrapped up in a hammer, right? It was like a Bible over your head. It, it was like fingers pointing at you. It was like a, a beat down, a verbal beat down where you're not good enough. And I discovered that's the point, that I am not good enough, that I need grace, that I need a savior. Amen? Yes. Have you discovered this? Yes. And so friends, we believe in truth but we need to wrap that truth in love like it's a giant burrito, right? 
so that every word spoken, every word spoken, will reflect the heart of Jesus, who was not afraid of truth. He, he looked at, at people like you and me who were messed up, and he said, Get it right. <laughs> he did. He said, You need to change. He, he, he looked at a woman who was caught in sexual sin and said, oh yeah, absolutely, God loves you. But you need to knock this off and you need to move forward in your life and you need to become something different in your life. Truth in love. Because truth given is love. Do you hear me? Truth given is love. Amen? I love my children when I tell them, do not play in the road or you will get ran over. They may think I'm a mean old jerk face, but I love them by telling them the truth. Um, one time, Jesus was met by a young man, a rich young man who had everything this world has to offer. And he uh, approaches Jesus. <laughs> and he starts kind of like we do, uh, making his list of all of his achievements and how good he is and how he has his act together, that he wasn't like all these other sinners who need some sort of savior, but he was good. And uh, he says to, to Jesus, he says, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? What must I do? And Jesus uh, looks at him and says, well, Obey all the law, and love God and obey all the law. And the guy says, I've done this. I've done all these things. I, I just gave you my list. I'm, I'm like an honorary member of the you know, religious club. I, I've done it all. He goes, but there's still something missing. What do I lack still? What is, what is missing inside of me? <laughs> and Jesus says, I know. Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. And then go and love God with everything that you have. And you know what? I'm convinced that Jesus was not wanting the man to actually go and sell anything. Jesus was revealing the man's heart. The man had his hands gripped around all the stuff of this world. And he needed the truth that he really did not love God as he said he did that he actually loved the stuff of this world, the applause of this world, the men of this world, the people of this world, the money of this world, the things of this world. And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff in and of themselves. But he says, you love that more than God himself. You give that up, then you will find God, and you will find God completely and holy. Friends, this man needed truth because Jesus is love. And Jesus spoke truth because truth given is love. So when we talk about the stuff of our culture, um, it could be um, the rights of the unborn. I believe with all of my heart that God is the giver of life and that man does not have the right to take the unborn. Does not, does not have the right. It is not... It is not a political issue. None of this is a political issue to me. None of it. It is a moral issue. It is a God issue. It is a biblical issue that we need to honor God, the giver of life. 
That's why we believe in life. That's why we honor life. And, and when we talk about traditional marriage, it's not because we hate. It's not because we want to take somebody's fun away. It is because we believe that the truth of God, that the design for men and women was to be with one another in a monogamous, lasting marriage. We believe that that is God's best. We understand that we have all kinds of hypocrisy in that, right? All kinds of hypocrisy. You, me, all kinds of divorce and affairs and all, all kinds of junk. But none of it is acceptable for God's people. You hear me? None of it, including homosexuality of any kind. It's just not. And there has to be a better way. And we think that God has that way. And we need to figure out how to convey that. So if I've ever conveyed anything um, to this church or to the public at large, uh, uh, anything that was less than honorable or, or good or godly, um, if it ever came across as judgmental or hatred, I am sorry. That is never our intent. Ever our intent. Our intent is to, to give truth in love, to partner with people, to take their next steps toward God. That is our only intent. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, um, that's who we are. That's who we want to become. That's where we're going. And uh, if that doesn't fit your bill, uh, maybe you could find a church that will help you take your next steps with God. I don't know. But that's who we are. We're not going to compromise. But we will do it with love and integrity every step along the way. No matter what this world says. We want to love this world. Amen? Okay. Um, so, um, this Wednesday, I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but apparently something, quote, big is going to happen. And uh, what I hope is big is that we humbly come to our property, as is our right as Americans, and as followers of Jesus, that we will humbly come to our property, love every single person we come in contact with, that when we walk in these doors, we will be kind and hospitable, uh, Riverview Campus, I'm sorry, Riverview Campus, um, and we will go to our next step sessions with open hearts, ready to hear from God. That's my hope, okay? And I also hope that if you choose uh, to engage any of this craziness online, uh, that you will be wise, uh, that you will be loving, uh, that you will not be rude, no name calling, just be wise and humble without compromise. What's that? Oh, next step sessions I think start at 6.45, so you might want to roll in around 6.30. Okay, are they at 6.30? Oh, I don't know, I'm just a pastor. Okay, so uh, 6.30 to 8.30. So you probably want to get there around 6.15 if you can, okay? All right, um, so uh, Metro, um, I'm not sure if you are Metro, uh, but if you are Metro, uh, could I just hear an amen or rock on or something? Okay, okay, okay. Amen. Thank you. Let's stand together and we are going to pray together. We're going to pray.
And uh, I want to thank you. Uh, I want to. I also want to thank you. At, literally at both campuses. Uh, I want to thank you for your faithfulness in serving, um, for showing up and making it happen, for giving financially, um, for for loving and caring and praying and reaching. So uh, we are, one of our values is together. We are better together. We we just are better together. We need to stand unified in this. And uh, you may not believe uh, everything that I believe, that this church as a whole community believes, you may not. Uh, you, you're still welcomed here, um, but I'm hopeful that you will not have open dissent against us, that you will be respectful, um, and that if you have concerns, that you will come to myself or one of the elders or one of the uh, leads in our church because we are always open, always open for that. Amen.